Amen. I want to say good evening to everyone. Grateful to God for his grace and his mercy. I was glad when they said unto me, come, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. How many excited to be here tonight as we are making ready to worship God tonight. Amen. And to get a word from the Lord. We're here for a word. How many came for a word tonight? We need a word tonight. Amen. The one thing that will last forever is the word of God. I was teaching on yesterday, the book of Revelation and uh, in the book of Daniel, we find that Daniel, uh, he, the Bible says he was reading the books. In other words, he was referencing scripture. Amen. And he was putting two and two together about the time that he was living in. And what I found, saints, is this, that if we find the Old Testament prophet referring to, to the word of God, how much more can we access the word of God. Amen. I don't know if that makes sense to you tonight. Amen. But listen, it's amazing when you can find what you need in the word. You know, people may come and say something to you, but there's nothing like the word of God. Amen. I want to read one passage of scripture, uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 21. It says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. Come on, let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you tonight for your grace. Thank you for your mercy and kindness. Forgive us of our sins. Clear our minds. Allow us this opportunity now to get into your word tonight. Bless these that are here tonight. May the word come forth now with clarity. I pray for the presence of the Holy Spirit to rest upon this church tonight. Anoint these worshipers, Father God, and the ones who will lead in worship. We ask now for your presence now, Lord. Clear our mind. Give us a clear mind, Lord, right now so that we can worship. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God. Come on. Let's worship. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you all stand as we get ready to worship the Lord on tonight? How many of y'all know that Jesus will? He will do what he said he is going to do. Yeah. 
Oh, and who makes me do right? Who makes me do right? When I you believe that he'll fight your battles if you keep still come on y'all if you just hold on just a little bit longer 
He will fight those battles for you. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise tonight. Amen. I just received a uh, letter from the mayor's office, uh, you know, just encouraging the faith leaders um, with the surge of violence that's happening with children and gun violence and all this other stuff. Um, they, they, they're encouraging the church to stay open. Imagine that. Well, I wish I had somebody. I thank God that we have a mayor that understands that the faith community is important. Amen. They are encouraging us to continue to use CDC guidelines, but they are encouraging us to keep our doors open. I'm trying to help somebody. The church, we can turn this thing around, y'all. Amen. And so on this Friday, what we're going to be doing, that is what our prayer focus is going to be this Friday. Amen. We are praying for the violence. Amen. On this Friday night, amen. I just wanted to let you, I just want to let you know that. Amen. That we're going to be praying about the violence that's going on in our community right now. Amen. So uh, join us on Friday night. Join us on Friday night as we uh, make ready to uh, pray together. Amen. We're going to be intentional about it so that we can pray. Amen. Um, about what's going on here in our community. Amen. Amen. Thank you, ushers. Amen. Tonight, uh, we want to continue. Uh, last week, we, we, had, we were not here in Bible study. We were virtual, and we were talking about, um, and if anybody's interested in it, amen, we, we will get a copy to you. Uh, we've, we've posted our budget, amen, for 2022, amen. Uh, we've shown you, amen, thank God, uh, what, what our progress was for 20, in 2021. Uh, we started new ministries, we moved, we've come to this place, and um, we, we definitely got to keep these doors open, y'all. Come on, somebody. We definitely got to keep these doors open. I'm going to say it one more time. We definitely got to keep these doors open. Why? It's critical, y'all. Your life, your spiritual life counts. Amen. And so we want to make sure that you are, amen. Uh, we, we are, amen, becoming stronger, wiser, and better. We've been talking about the mind of the believer. We've been talking about mental attitude sins. Amen. Uh, we were, talk, were talking about how we started off in this series talking about how as believers, amen, that our minds is, a main, is the main attack of the enemy. All right. I want to let you know that the, the, the mind is a powerful, powerful, powerful entity. Amen. God has given us, given us a mind to think, right? But here's what the enemy has set out to do. He can infiltrate our minds. But also I told you that as a believer, you're living your life and you're wondering and you're saying to yourself, <clears throat> with all that's going on in your life, you're obedient to God and you're serving God, but yet you just don't see much happening. I told you there's something that the enemy keeps us from, uh, from noticing, and it is mental attitude sins. Amen. So we, we don't just sin with our bodies. We sin with our minds. We talked, about, we talked about pride. Amen. We talked about arrogance. We talked about jealousy. We talked about the inability to be flexible, amen, not being able, being unbendable, so stubborn that we are unbendable. We talked about that, amen. Did we talk about that? We talked about bitterness, that if we allow bitter, bitterness to manifest in us as a believer, uh, it, 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 it hinders our personal relationship. Come on, somebody, with Jesus Christ, amen? 
bitter people uh, can be sarcastic people. Oh, come on, somebody. Amen. They use sarcasm to really say uh -oh, what they want to say. Amen. And so the Bible says, see to it in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, see to it that no one comes short of the grace of God and that no root of bitterness. Here's the thing. No matter what has happened in your life, you have to understand something. You don't deserve or should be in a place of bitterness. Come on, somebody. You with me? Here's the thing. It's a choice. He says, see to it that no root of bitterness uh, is springing up in you and causing trouble. You know what happens when you're a bitter person? You cause trouble. Amen. You're wondering, why am I so bitter? You ever felt like that sometimes? Why am I so bitter? Why do I feel this way? Satan plays with our minds. Amen. And he plays mind games. But I want to go back to the place where we were. We were talking about being stressed out. Stress. That stress um, is another mental attitude sin that we commit. But we have to be able to overcome. Write this down for me. Stress is optional. I'm going to say it one more time. It is what? Optional. Amen. Uh, not, only, not only that, but stress comes in different forms. Right? Now, remember this. Not only is it optional, but it's linked to the adversities that we go through in life. All right? So there are two categories. There are two categories of pressure in our lives. All right? Number one. It is the classic adversity, things that we deal with on a regular basis, adversity, stress you out, right? And then there is what we call uh, inner pressure, okay? Pressure that we put on ourselves, things that we stress ourselves out about. Come on, help me somebody. Stress is what you do to yourself, and adversity is what circumstances in life do to you. I'm going to say it one more time. You say, oh, that person stresses me out. No, you're doing it to yourself. Adversity is what life does to you. Stress is what you do to you. Come on, help me somebody. Adversity is outside pressure. Stress is inside pressure. Oh, Lord Jesus. Imagine that. Imagine we've been miscategorizing it. We've been um, saying, I'm just stressed out. This job got me stressed out. It's optional. Amen. You got to ask yourself, is it, is it adversity or is it stress? Is it internal or is it coming from the external pressure, outside pressure? Uh, listen, circumstances of our daily experiences in life, it affects your soul. So the Greek word, thelphos. Is where we get that word, is where we get that word stress. But I want you to go to Romans chapter five for me. Amen. I said stress. Everybody said, we were, we were heading in a good direction, Pastor. She said, stress. I'm stressed out. I don't, I don't want to be stressed out. How many want to be how many don't want to be stressed out? Amen. It's all about how you handle it. Amen. And I'll show you the difference here in a second. Okay. Now. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 says what? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh, let's go to that therefore. Verse 5, chapter 5, verse 1. We got to go back to the therefore, right? 
Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have what? Peace with God. Now, I was talking about that last time we met, about how to possess that peace, how to hold on to that peace. Now, here's the thing. If you've been justified, what does that mean to be justified? It means that in God's eyes, you are declared righteous. Your sins have no, lo no longer uh, the effect, amen, to keep you out of the presence of God, Lord Jesus. Positionally, you are right with God. A lot of times, believers who don't understand justification, propitiation, and sanctification, what, what they do is they keep believing that they have to prove themselves to God that they're saved. But once saved, always saved. God doesn't keep justifying you every time. You've been justified. So because positionally you and I have been justified, here's the beauty of the story. Amen. We have now peace with God. May I ask you a question? Are you at peace with God? And here's the thing. When you are at peace with God, you and I will possess the peace of God. Come on, somebody. That surpasses all of this. You're wondering why am I so at peace? It's almost scary. Come on, somebody. It's almost unbelievable. I have so much peace right now, Lord. Thank you, because you're not allowing yourself, you're not self-inflicting yourself with inner pressure of the soul. Are you with me? He says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through, here it is now, our Lord, what, who, Jesus Christ, through whom? Also, we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. You know, there are a lot of people who, who throw their hands up. I can't do this no more. It's too hard. For every trial, for every tough circumstance we go through, it is refining us. It is making us who we are. Watch this. Watch what it says. He says, we exult in hope of the what? Of the glory of God. And not only this, but we exult in what? Imagine that. Imagine that for a minute. Wait a minute. Imagine that. What did he say we exalt in? Huh. How is that possible? How is it even possible to exalt in tribulation? Because when we go through tribulation, we usually lose it. Y you know what the word exalt means here it means to boast i've never seen a person boast in tribulation ever but i don't think he's asking telling us to boast like that i believe what the text is telling us is the attitude that we must have while going through tribulation the attitude and he did not say tribulation he says tribulations right and that and again that word means talphus the word means uh persecution distress trouble but why does he tell us to exalt in tribulation and 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 and, all, and he says he says but look what he says next 
I believe that the key to this is the mind. Because he uses a word that comes next. He says, knowing. Now, this word is not gnosis, it's ode in the Greek. And that word ode means to perceive something. Perception. To learn something. See, here's the thing. He's saying that as you are, have experienced tribulation, you should come out with experience, not just head knowledge. Oftentimes, we know the right thing to do, but we don't apply it. So that means we just know it. We haven't really learned from it. Is this making sense? He, he, says, he says that the reason you can exalt, the reason you can boast, the reason why you can have a, a better attitude in tribulation is because you have been through something. And because you've learned something, it, the word O'Day means to become learned, to learn something about. It. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Help me to learn, Lord. Here's the thing. The person that does not learn from their tribulation is doomed to repeat it. I'm going to say it one more time. If you do not learn from your adversity and, and your tri tribulations, you and I will, will repeat it. And may I ask your question, is that probably why we're so stressed out? Because we have not learned. We may have gnosis, knowledge, but maybe not O'Day. Lord, give me some O'Day, will you please? You, you know what the word means too? You know what the word also means when he says knowing? Write this word, write this down. To appreciate it. It means to be appreciated. To appreciate the fact that the tribulation didn't kill you. It made you better. It made you wiser. It made you stronger. It made you better. Come on, somebody. Listen, it, it, it literally caused you to understand that trouble doesn't last always. That weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That what I'm going through because I've been justified by faith. I wish that every believer really understood the package that they have. It doesn't mean we're not going to mess up. It doesn't mean we're not going to have good to bad days. You understand what I'm saying? But if you only understand what you, the package, justification gives you a right to be at peace with God. And when you are at peace with God, you have access to God. And when you have access to God, you have everything. I'm going to say it one more time. When you have access to God, you have everything. No matter what it looks ex like externally, the fact positionally that you have been justified by faith, you have everything. You may not live in a mansion but you know the master. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You may not have a whole bunch of money, but guess what? You have the master. You understand? And those that suffer in this life, oh, the next life, oh, what's awaiting you? But Lord, help me to appreciate these tribulations, but, but you got to understand something. Tribulation will do two things to you. It will either make you or break you. Very simple. But not only that, some of us don't learn from our tribulations. Watch the text. You know what God wants you to do in tribulation? I, I, I just, I just discovered this word here and God framed it to me like this. 
Look what he says. Tribulation brings something. What does it bring? Is that really true? It's not true for everybody. You know what he says here? He says that tribulation brings about perseverance. You know what that word perseverance means? Patience. You know what a tribulation is supposed to do? Cause you to become patient, but to patiently wait for God. But God, why does it take tribulation for me to learn how to wait on you? Because we're very impatient people. So the next time you go through a trial, the next time you're going through something, I want you to think for a minute and say, okay, God is trying to get me to wait on him. Sometimes God has to allow the tribulation because you're moving ahead of him, out of his will. You're operating on your own strength now. But here's the thing about tribulation. It develops you with, it develops your patience in waiting for God. But look what he goes on to say. And perseverance, proven what? Imagine being stressed out for so long and you're not getting it. What aren't you getting? That God is trying to get your attention. And in, try, in God trying to get your attention, what he's really trying to do is he's trying to change your character. You know, you could be a Christian for 30 years, 40 years, but still there are some character things in you that's still there that God wants to change. Why does God want, why does God want to change that about you? Because when you act a certain way, it doesn't bring him glory. You see, what God is preparing you for is glorification in the sanctification process. Let me ask you this. Which would you rather have, money or better character? Money. Can't have both. Which would you rather have? Oh, that's what we say. But we're so externally focused that we don't even see that God is trying to change our character. Do I have a witness? Let me say this to you. Adversity may be caused by pain, financial problems. This is adversity. There's a difference between adversity and then there's a difference between stress. All right? You have financial problems. You have loss of friendship, uh, broken romance, marital problems, family problems, uh, all these things, right? As outside pressure of life, in the outside pressure of life, there are three categories that we suffer. Number one, we suffer from what I call choice. We suffer from the choices that we make. Number two, in suffering, got to understand suffering, okay? 
we, we, we suffer because of divine discipline. Believe that God does discipline. Who he loves, he disciplines. You, you do know that, right? Okay. And lastly, there are times when we're suffering for blessings. Where the suffering for the blessings which causes spiritual growth. Sometimes you're suffering because the enemy knows that you're being blessed. So what he does, what he does is he causes you to go through so much to get to your blessing, but the persevering piece is where you're at. And guess what? At the end, you're blessed. You can tell the difference. So when you're struggling or when you're suffering, I want you to look at these three areas. What's the first area? My choice. Did my choice lead me to this adversity? I can't blame anybody. I can't blame mama. I can't blame daddy. I can't blame nobody. I made that. Come on, say amen. Number two. Divine discipline. Now, here's how you know you're under divine discipline. It hurts, but you still feel good. <laughs> it's done out of love. Like, you're like, man, you know, God disciplines those that he what? Loves. But his discipline is not to destroy you. His discipline is to bring you back to him and therefore that discipline turns into a blessing. Ain't that something? And then the third category is just suffering for blessings. Because who else would want to keep you from your blessing? As if you put yourself in a mindset, you're going to live that way. Let me show you something. Keep reading this scripture. I got to show you something. Tribulation brings about what? Perseverance, right? I told you patience, right? And look what he says. And patience, proven character. See that? What is a proven character? All right? Character is who you are when nobody's watching. When you're by yourself. See, when we're in the presence of people, we're acting. Some of us. You know, we, we, we have certain guidelines that we live by. Protocols that we do when, we, when we're around people. But if you work with a person, <laughs> after a while, you get to see their, come on and help me, will you? You start seeing that character, right? You start saying, man, hold on a minute. I didn't know. You marry a person. And after three weeks, you start seeing things. You're like, hold on a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Now, what the, what the world is going on? You understand what I'm saying? You start seeing things you've never seen before. See, we don't know how we used to act. We don't know how other people used to act. But then you see them under pressure, and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. I don't want to party. I don't want no part of that. You wonder where or who that person really is. But, look, but listen to this, though. It is when we are in the trials of our lives that we get to see who we are. After you go through a, a stressful situation or some adversity, and if you weeks later, you still cussing about it, you still upset about it, you still tripped out about it, that means there's some character things in you. You don't know the power of forgiveness. You haven't learned the power of forgiveness. Are you following me? 
He says, proven character. What, what is God? Why is God interested in our character? Because we have a sin nature. And as I said, you never know how you're going to act in the situation. So what God does is he allows persecution to prove something, not to him, but to you. He already knows you. Now, when, 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 when you become real with you and accept it, you can then say, okay, I got to work on that. I know I got to work on that. But if you have a person who's unbendable, a person who's bitter, a person who looks at the tribulation, not to exalt in tribulation, but to trip out in tribulation. Why do you think believers stay the same, y'all? Why do you think we come to church and we leave and we stay the same for years and years and years? Because we're not learning anything. We're hearing, but we're not applying. And then when God reveals who you are, you ignore it. Like, man... Not, mm -mm. That ain't me. We live in denial. But the moment you can get real with you, the moment you can say, God, this is who I am. Let, let me say this. There's one thing to learn about success and being happy and all this other stuff. But if you're successful, happy, and you got a jacked up character, what do you think you're going to do with your happiness, your wealth, and your peace? Huh? What are you going to do with it? Hmm? Sabotage. And then all of a sudden you're talking about what you used to have. Huh? But God says, if you go, listen, if you understand that the, the internal pressure that you're dealing with, the suffering, the outside suffering, it has a design. But I got to know why I'm suffering. Is it because of the choice that I make, made? And I won't accept responsibility for it? Is it the, is, am I under divine discipline? Or is this suffering for a blessing? Which pushes me forward into maturity. You see, suffering for blessings makes you mature. You don't repeat it. Now, as inside pressure, stress includes those categories. Stress now. Here's what happens. with Here's, here's how we end up being stressed. Ready? We take outside pressure of adversity... And we turn it into inside pressure or stress that we won't let go. So in other words, you're taking the external and you're bringing it inside of you and, you, and you're making it your narrative. Amen. That's how, that's how people become so stressed out. You're allowing the external to affect the internal because of those choices you made. You're taking the external and you're converting it to the internal. Second way stress comes, stress which comes from grieving the Holy Spirit. Grieving the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit says, do this, you do the opposite. Say, well, how do I know the Holy Spirit is speaking? He speaks. <clears throat> he speaks through his word. He speaks through the man of God. He's speaking right now, matter of fact. I hope you're hearing him loud and clear. He's talking, grieving the Holy Spirit, going against him. That's how David said, Oh, man, when I, when I did not confess my sin, he says, 
He says, my body almost wasted away. I lost all my strength. He was stressed out. Could it be that your stress is coming from the grieving the Holy Spirit? Number three. You ready? Quenching the Holy Spirit. See, as a believer now, you have the GPS of all GPSs. You have what's called, the Bible calls him parakaleo. One who walks alongside you. You are never alone and never out of God's reach. The moment you're saved, you're sealed, filled, baptized with the Holy Ghost. Therefore, now you can never shake it. Holy Spirit is inside of you. He lives there with you. He's taking residence in your body. That's why he watches. And now when you quench him, when you grieve him, when we grieve him, we become stressed because we no longer, we're not operating, watch this, with the sensitivity. We're no longer operating with the mindset that the Holy Spirit is in us. And so now the flesh is rising. And the flesh is overpowering you and I. Once you have stress in your soul, there's no suffering for blessings. Your suffering has no meaning now. Oh, Lord Jesus, until you repent. Oh, Jesus. Imagine that God uses your tribulation to bless you. Don't you think that makes Satan mad? That every time you go through and you overcome, you get a blessing out of it. Listen, I want you to look at the toughest thing you're dealing with right now, and I want you to lift your hands and you tell the Lord, thank you. That there's a blessing after this. There is a blessing after this. So whatever you're dealing with, stop complaining about it and make sure that you can turn it. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. And listen, stress, the stress that comes from these three areas comes from divine discipline. Divine discipline. <clears throat> Adversity is inevitable. Stress is optional. Write it down, man. I'm going to say one more time. Y'all catching this? Adversity is what? But God can turn the adversity into a what? Blessing. Who wouldn't serve a God like who wouldn't serve a God who can take my trials and change my character? But watch what he says in verse 4. He says, and proven character, hope. Hope. This didn't start off like this. This started off with what? Tribulations. Now he says you have hope. And hope does not what? Disappoint. Why? Because the love of God. Hey has been poured out where? You see why I brought the Holy Spirit in the picture? Now you see in the picture? Are you seeing it clearly? Not only do you have the peace of God, you have the love of God, and you have hope. Oh, help me, Jesus, tonight. I'm just so stressed out about situations. Why do we walk around so stressed? We have allowed the world system to infiltrate our lives and cause us as believers to forget the powerful things that we have going on for us because the love of God has been poured out within our what? Hearts 
through. Watch this. If I've grieved the Holy Spirit, if I've quenched the Holy Spirit, how can I feel that love? And then anybody here that has the absence of not feeling loved by God is going to be stressed out and depressed. Imagine that. Let me tell you something. He says right here, he says, the love of God has been poured out through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Come on and say amen. Let me say this to you. Adversity is inevitable. In other words, we all have to suffer. Stress is what? You, it's optional. It depends on your own choice as to which you will have. Suffering for blessing inside the spiritual life or stress upon your soul from carnality. Oh, no, I don't want that. You know, can I tell you something? Stress destroys the inner spiritual strength of the soul when it's combined with no self-control, leading to dysfunction and also a mental breakdown. Go back and listen to it on the video. I'll say that again. That's the Holy Spirit. That's what that is. We're so stressed out. How can we be so stressed out and we're so blessed? We have to do a hoodwink on the devil. We're not going to complain about what we're going through. Oh, I'm just going through. God is saying, God is saying, what I'm going, what you're going through, I can get you, get you through. Amen. Unchecked stress. You ready? <laughs> produces mental breakdown. Then all of a sudden you think you got a mental problem. He says, we were given the Holy Spirit. And, 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 and I only got the one scripture. Ain't that something? <clears throat> but, but he says, for while we were still helpless. How is it that you as a believer go back to feeling helpless? He says, why you was, that's past tense. I never want to feel helpless. But here's what I know. Here's what I know. I'm not helpless. Because the love of God has been poured out into my heart by way of the Holy Spirit. Go to 2 Corinthians <clears throat> 1 and 4. Let me help somebody. <clears throat> Verse 3. <clears throat> Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of what? Do you believe every word that's down? <clears throat> the God of what? Huh? You know what the word comfort means? Parakaleus, the same word as the Holy Spirit. So not only do you have the Holy Spirit coming alongside you, you have the God, the Godhead, the Trinity, 
You have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all of them wrapped up in one. God of all comfort. Who what? Who does what? Verse 4. Who does what? Who does what? When? When does he comfort? Psalm 46 and 1 says this. God is your refuge and strength, a very present help in. Watch this now. You got to catch this. In what time? Wait a minute. Hold on a second. So you're telling me that in, in my time of trouble, he's present. In my affliction, in my, in, not in some of my affliction, not in some of my tribulations, but in all my affliction, he comforts me. He comes along. I have the Trinity walking with me. Oh, God, I thank you tonight that I'm not going to keep on believing the lies of the devil because my God, no matter how much I've messed up in the choices that I made, he still comforts me because I know my choices brought my affliction and my affliction then puts me in his presence. Listen, here's what happens to people when they go through. They fall away from God. Man, when I, when I go through, when I mess up, I draw closer to him. I'm not going to be ashamed to come in his presence. Why do you think people stop coming to church? Because they're ashamed. But there's nothing that you could ever do that can cause your God to turn his back on you. God will never leave you, nor forsake you. God will never leave you in this journey. He says here, he says, who comforts, comforts us all in our affliction so that we will be able, wait a minute, to comfort those. Don't tell me nothing if you ain't been through that. You can't comfort me if you ain't been through that. See, because what I've been through can help you. And what you've been through or what you're going through can help me. He says that we're able to comfort those who are, who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm done. Thank you, Jesus. I don't have to be stressed out. Because I'm, I felt something special was going to happen tonight. Because I'm comforted by God. Thank you, Jesus. Here's, here's what this text is telling me. That in your affliction, you need to stop isolating yourself. Come on, man. That's what happens to us in our affliction. We will, I, I, won't, I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm going to be by myself. If you're going through, you need to be around some believers so that we can comfort you while you're going through to give you hope from the same God that you say you believe in. Thank you tonight, Lord. Thank you tonight. Thank you tonight. Unchecked stress leads to mental breakdown. But understand this. Just as the suffering of Christ are ours in abundance, so also our comfort is abundant through Christ. Imagine that. Imagine how much Comfort we can get from our Paracalaeus, the one. You know what that word comfort means? 
It means to come to one's aid. Isn't it nice to know that you have somebody? Can I tell you something? We need the body of Christ. Look, look at this. Right before I got in the pulpit, I got this, this letter from the mayor saying, we need y'all. Hey, we need you. We need each other. You can't do this by yourself. I know sometimes we try to do it by ourselves. You can't do this by yourself. But I thank God tonight. I'm done. I'm done. I think I can. Yeah. We'll get through it one day. We got more Bible studies to come. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. We can live for another day. Amen. want to say thank you tonight for joining us, those of you online. Um, may, may I tell you something? Your behavior proves you're stressed out. The way you treat people, the way you act, the way you respond, and that should not be part of who you are as a believer. So you really got to watch yourself and ask yourself a question. If you see yourself tripping out, then you need to ask yourself what's really going on inside. Short, upset, and the more, but the, remember this, the more you suffer, the more your blessings going to be because God is going to bless you for what you're going through. Amen? Amen. If anybody needs prayer tonight, we'll pray for you. And uh, we thank you for joining us tonight at this Bible study. Uh, this Saturday, we'll have our Marriage ER uh, conference this weekend. Amen. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have couples. We'll have prizes. If you're not married and you want to come, you can come. Amen. And you can get the tools that you need. Amen. For, um, for the things that you need. Um, if you're deciding to get married one day, amen? We have great tools available, amen? All right, anybody needs prayer tonight? Okay, all right, all right, okay, all right. Prayer, okay, all right. You need prayer, God, okay. We're gonna be praying for you, okay, all right. Amen. All right. We want to pray for uh, Sister Hunt's dad, too. Amen. Pray for him. Uh, Donald Glover, pray for him. He's he's a nice, is he still nice to you? Amen. We want to pray for him. Amen. We want to pray uh, anyone else who's going through. This is the time that we pray. We thank God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you tonight. I pray for Connie tonight. Uh, whatever it is that she's going through, that you'd help her. We pray tonight for Jasmine. We pray for Sister Harris. We pray for Sister uh, Sister James. And we pray for Ayana tonight. We pray for Sister Carolyn tonight. Lord, I lift these people to you collectively, corporately to you, God, whatever it is, and even myself tonight, God. Father, I look at all the things that we've been through and going through, but thank you for the look tonight that it will lead to a blessing. Help us not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Help us not to quench him, God. Help us not to um, come out of your will in the midst of what we're going through. Because you said that we'll have hope in the end. Thank you for your comfort tonight. Comfort us tonight. Comfort these people tonight. And those watching online, I pray for Donald Glover tonight. That you would touch his body right now. Uh, heal him, Lord, with an everlasting healing, God. Touch right now your people, God. Anyone that's sick, anyone that's shut in, touch those that are watching online, wherever they are, Lord. I pray, Lord, for the city and the violence that's going on with little kids getting killed. And reminds me of that scripture that says, one day, Father God, the kids will be playing in the streets again. The, 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 the elder people, God, will be, walk, will be sitting outside again, Father God. We hope for that day. That day will come one day, Father, again. We thank you. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God. Amen. God bless you tonight. We're going to make ready now to worship God with our gifts tonight. Um, amen. Let's worship God. I want to thank all of you who have been given to the uh, church.
Thank you so much. Amen. God is good all the time. Amen. God will continue to bless you as you continue to bless his kingdom. Amen. Amen. Friday night, we'll have our prayer for our community. We're praying for our city. Uh, and then Saturday, we'll be here for our uh, for our marriage ER. Amen. We're going to have a good time. Uh, Sunday morning, join us as we worship our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, let's stand to be dismissed tonight. Thank you so much for coming. Amen. God is good, y'all. Amen. Let's pray to God. Gracious Father, we thank you tonight for the word. Thank you for allowing us to come into your presence again. Thank you, Lord, for your peace. Now, God, I thank you for the gifts. I thank you for the givers tonight. I thank you, Lord, that in spite of it all, Lord, you are keeping this church. Lord, we have a cry from our city leader that we can keep our doors open. Father, provide so that we can continue to do that, God. Keep us now as we leave this place, but never from your holy presence. Give us safe traveling grace tonight. We love you. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank God. Vision Church, win, disciple, develop. God bless you. Have a wonderful evening, and we'll see you all on Friday. Be blessed.